Hi, everybody. This is Carla, your host of the Beyond the Tassel podcast for the last two years. And I'm coming on one last time to introduce our new host, Anna Maria Pagano, as the new Beyond the Tassel podcaster. And oh my gosh, it's been such a wild journey. And I am so grateful I get to um, talk here and and show how much we've done with this platform. We've been able to connect with 26 alumni from DeSales University and showcased their story here on Spotify or wherever you might be listening. This has opened up the opportunity to reconnect with everybody and see how far they've come after college. And this has been an opportunity for other folks that are currently in college or even faculty and alumni that get to hear those stories of how people have been in doing in their careers. We've also had over 1,400 listeners tune in to the Beyond a Tassel podcast to hear uh, everybody. And it is now with the utmost honor to introduce Anna Maria Pagano as our new host. She will be continuing the legacy of this platform, continuing to share the stories of everybody and and continue to reach out to the artist sales community that is out there uh, worldwide um, and hear where there are. Uh, there is such a beauty and power to reaching out and networking and just sharing your story to hear and to see how um, people can reach for the stars, right? And so this is my time to be the alumni and continue my legacy with the sales. Right now, I am at the Walt Disney Company. So happy to be working in the communications team. And, you know, one day I hope to be part of this podcast to show that we can go the distance. So go Bulldogs, go Annie, and best of luck. Bye-bye, everybody. Hey Bulldogs, it's Annie, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Tassel. I'm a marketing major of DeSales Class of 2023, and I'm excited to be hosting this podcast with the purpose of reconnecting with our alumni and informing DSU students about the endless possibilities beyond graduation. Get ready to be inspired by the stories of our alumni and learn valuable insights from their career journeys. Now it's time to introduce this week's guest. All right, so hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Tassel. Today, I have the pleasure of connecting with a member of DeSales class of 2010, now author of Uncharted Waters and Uncharted Horizons, and CEO of KJL Media, Kyle Langan. So thank you for taking time out of your busy life and joining me on this podcast today. And without further ado, Kyle, please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your um, yourself and your current position. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I... Yeah, currently I, like you said, I am an author and um, I run a company called KJL Media, which are my initials because <laughs> I was not creative enough to think of a cool name. Um, and it's a social, it's a media company. So we, we, there's kind of three different branches to it. We have a social media consulting branch, which is kind of like the biggest branch. And I work with I, I and a, a few team members work with um, some clients, just helping them kind of brand themselves and create content on social media to grow their business or, or personal brand. 
Um, there's a publishing branch that you just kind of spoke about, which I publish all of um, my books under. So uh, Uncharted Waters and Uncharted Horizons are definitely, you know, th those are the books. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then we have a digital media branch, which um, I started a blog called Hamptons to Hollywood. Dot com when I, uh, after I graduated to sales and I still have it. And we actually just launched like a, like a workout program, like for the, um, the website. So that's all the kind of the digital media side, anything happens to Hollywood related. So that is yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's really fun. And I feel like with so much creativity, you can do a lot in all those aspects of your media company and partner with lots of other people to build their own um, at marketing and everything. So, um, tell us about while you were here at DeSales, what you studied and how it impacted your career today. Yeah. So I, well, actually I went into DeSales as an elementary education major. Um, and I did that for two years. And in my sophomore year, I switched over to communication because I just, I kind of like went into it knowing like my mom was like really well connected in, in our, in my hometown's like school district. So I was like, I'm getting a job. It's going to be fine. And then I was like, I actually don't really want to do this. So I kind of, I switched to communication and then had um, my focus be in journalism. So I wrote for the newspaper. I wrote for the morning call. Like they had, um, they have, would have like student, like students kind of like would send in samples to contribute and they picked me. So I had a column in the morning call for um, a little while. You know, I had that kind of like big switch where, and it kind of like was the first time that I kind of like upended my life plan, if you will. And I think having it, um, having done that at the sales, it really allowed me to kind of gain confidence in my professional life and in my life, in my personal life, as I got older about how like, if something's not working, I can, I have the power to like make the moves to, to fix it or to, you know, try something new and doing it in college is the perfect time because you have like, it's not real life yet, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you have so much support um, and it's a place to experiment and, and to, um, and to really change. So I think it really just taught me to take risks and to be a bit fearless and kind of just go after what, what I wanted. I really love that message. I feel like there are a lot of people who feel or think that, oh, I'm already stuck in this three-year medical program. I can't completely switch it up now, but that's not the truth. You know, yeah. you can do anything you put your mind to and with enough hard work and time, um, you can achieve anything. So that's really important. Yeah. And, you know, so are there, um, any other experiences that you had at DeSales? So I know you mentioned the morning call. Were there any clubs or internships or activities or anything that you applied yourself to? Well, I, I remember when I was there, they tried to like start a swim team. <laughs> but I don't think that lasted very long. Um, but I was on the first. <laughs> yeah, I was on the first swim team at the sales um, that lasted a semester. No, but so I mean, I tried that. I did like work study. I worked at the gym. So I, I wrote for the newspaper, which was then just a print edition. But I think what it did was it like, because I had just switched. Like I didn't know any 
it was it was kind of like clicky like the newspaper back then so like there was the editors like the editor-in-chief and I was just like you know this education major who was like trying to like whatever make it go, <laughs> get, the go, do, go get the coffee go get the bagels <laughs> yeah yeah so but I just started kind of like doing like writing and I remember I wrote kind of like a controversial I don't remember what it was about but something that was like that kind of just pushed the envelope a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, there was, then they kind of, that kind of like put me on like their radar. And then they started asking me to do articles. Like, oh, Kyle's like, good. Like we should ask, ask him to do some articles. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, and again, it, it was a risky thing to do, but it kind of gave me confidence um, after it happened because I was like, oh, wow. Like, like I said, like for elementary education, I was like a sure thing. Like I knew I was going to get a job, but having like taking a risk and doing something like, like writing is just such a crazy job because there's so much competition and to kind of like at the end of in my senior year, I feel like people were reaching out to me to write something like in my voice. That was like the best. Yeah. That has to be very rewarding. Yeah. And I feel like if you have a lot of insight and a lot of creativity in your writing, people are more drawn to it. Yeah. So what are the kinds of things that you like to write about the most and in your blogs and in your books and on social media? I know. Oh, I'm always writing. (laughs) On posts. So, uh, you know, if I could just write whatever I wanted, I would say that like, I love writing about like interpersonal like topics like I love writing about like relationships and like I'm really fascinated by the psychology of like why people you know behave in the ways they do so I'm really fascinated like kind of like a sociological like take but making it like kind of like funny and kind of Mm -hmm. irreverent which is like my personality so I love writing about like like relationships or about like pop culture or um you know fluffy stuff like that yeah and then my books my books are fiction so they are they're actually about um they're actually based on myself and my three best friends from the sales so I wrote them when I was in Australia studying abroad but I was kind of like a love letter to them like just to kind of like because they had such a big impact on me in my life um so that's their fiction books yeah so you studied abroad while you were at the sales Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. How was that? It was, it was, it was great. I actually like want to write a book about that. I was thinking about that the other day because it was such a crazy different experience. I went to Australia um, at the University of Newcastle, which is like two hours like north of Sydney. Okay. And the sales didn't, didn't have a study abroad program at the time. So I had to like transfer out for a semester and then like, I'd have to reapply, but I was like, you're going to let me back, like come back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was, it was just a crazy, like mind opening experience where I got to just be exposed to just a different, I mean, Australian culture is like not that different than American culture, but, um, but it, w- but it still has its own, like vibe for sure you know and um and it and it was cool to like meet new friends I made like lifelong friends when I was there and I I strongly recommend everyone try and do it um because it's it's just a great way to see the world you know yeah and that's one of the things I love a lot about just sales is all the opportunity now and that we have for studying abroad 
Yeah. That's amazing. Like you need to go out and experience all kinds of cultures, all kinds of experiences to become a more well-rounded being. And just, it increases, you know, it enhances your writing. It enhances your thought processes and your conversation. So that's really awesome. Yeah. And like I, we're, college is the perfect time to do that because like I said, it's a, it's a safe place. It's like the safest place to take risks, you know, yeah, and I, I think um, doing all those, I mean, those few things I just mentioned like that I think it helped me become like a bigger risk taker in my life which was kind of cool I didn't even think about it until just now <laughs> there's something to be said about taking risks and in the and the relationship it has to your overall happiness and just um yeah. like you know how it affects your everyday life but yeah. so right after you graduated what were the first steps you took into your career journey it was a dark time. <laughs> what can you tell us about it? Well, so in 2008 was like the recession. I don't know if anyone listening will remember that, but um, there was, you know, like there was no one was having jobs. So I was in 2010 and it was still really, really hard to get a job, let alone like a, a writing job, like get out of here. Like, you know, <laughs> so, so I graduated and I went to, the Hamptons to work for the summer um, at a, in a restaurant there. And um, I had known some people from going there like, you know, before, in, like when I was a kid. And then I came back in, you know, September home to New Jersey. And then I was like, okay, like, well, what am I supposed to do now? And I like applied for jobs and I did like some, and I wasn't, you know, getting any, and I did some, um, like really like temporary jobs, random jobs. And it was just like, I was so aimless. It was like the most aimless I've ever been. And then summer came around again. And I was like, I guess I'm going back to the Hamptons. <laughs> there's no reason for me to stay here. So I did. And then I came back to New Jersey again. And that was in like 2011. And then I was like, okay, like I need to like move or do something. So I just moved because I had saved a bunch of money from working in this fancy restaurant. And I was like, I'll, I'm just gonna like, just drive to California. Like it was, I decided within like a week and then within like a week I was gone. So, so that was like right after I graduated. And then I, I came to California and I still couldn't find a job. I was like, oh, I was like, I'll be a, a waiter, like a server, no problem. Like I had all this experience and it took me, my first job was actually at Abercrombie. So I'm like a college graduate. I'm working at Abercrombie, like folding clothes. I'm just like, what is happening? Um, and I, I also like, I also got a job as a tutor and I finally did get a job at a restaurant. So there was one point where I was like going to my restaurant job for lunch, the lunch shift. And I would tutor these two kids after school. And then I would go to Abercrombie at night. And meanwhile, my like friends and like finance are like oh we're at Merrill Lynch like <laughs> making $50,000 a year which sounded like so much at the time and I was like oh my god I'm folding clothes um so it was just really funny and then and then I kind of yeah just kind of hustled for a while I basically been hustling until like two years ago <laughs> and then um and then yeah started just to kind of I got like my first like professional like marketing job like you know a couple years later with what company like with it was work? a nonprofit called okay. the arthritis national research foundation um and then i kind of went into real estate and did social media for the agency which 
has been made popularized by the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then I kind of started to kind of, um, and then I worked for another nonprofit and then I started to kind of formulate my, my business that I have now, which and starting to kind of pick up clients to do social media for. That's very um, a long, but worth it and successful end of your journey. I know for me, I've always been a hustler. Like I'm always looking for the next dollar and I'm always, you know, yeah. I work for my parents in their pizzeria and I see how hard they work. So I have a lot of their work ethic. Same way. Like I, I think, and I think having parents that model that behavior is really important because I picked up my work ethic from my parents as well. And I think it just really is important to, um, yeah. I yeah, agree. I agree hundred percent. So any, were there any setbacks like in your career journey? It was a very long journey, like, right. So it was like from 23 to like, I'm 30 now so it was a good like eight years of like really not having like a lot of like just hustling not having a lot of money and I think that those failures or setbacks I think they are so important because they make you appreciate when you do when you like make it or when you mm -hmm. do have what you set out to have um, because otherwise if I had started this company like when I was 23 and it was like successful I would be so jaded, you know, I would be like, oh yeah, it's like, I expected this, you know, and, and it's, it would be, I think, very boring. And while it was so frustrating, like years of frustration, like years, and like I had student loans I had to pay back. And it was like, I mean, there's so many things. I just, I just, I'm very impatient as mm -hmm. in, just in general. So I just want, I'm always looking to like the next thing. And my mom was telling me this the other day and she was like, you are always looking ahead to like, what's next? Okay, what's the next job? What's the next, you know, writing accomplishment that I wanna do? And she was like, you really just need to be like present because, because she always says like, it's gonna work out, everything's gonna work out. And if you keep looking ahead, you're gonna miss so much of what's happening like now. So it's really important to just like be present and just know that you are a hard worker and you will, you know, get there. It's just gonna, just can't have, it doesn't happen overnight. So yeah. I think it's really important. I think it was really good advice because I think it, it really um, forces, you know, even now, like I'm having like, like on Wednesday, I was so stressed out at work today or I mean on Wednesday and I was just like I should just really be present and focus on this and then Thursday was like so much better you know and so it's just yeah I think just being present says a lot I agree you can't do this like for us especially we can't do the same thing for too long and they say the average um employee nowadays I think switches their job almost like 11 times and that's normal that's normal wow. and I I agree that it should be normal because I feel like like you said it gets boring doing the same thing and you need to continue to further your like your own understanding of everything and increase your knowledge and increase your strength and skills so um, yeah and stretch yourself to exactly yeah you're so much you know it's a, and that's kind of why I started my company where I have like these three different branches where I'm always kind of like doing a little bit something different because you know I mean you need to change it up change it up yeah so what were you doing Wednesday like what does your every day kind of look like so 
So right now my business is kind of in this like weird, like middle growth stage. I'm, I'm just talking about like, well, yeah, just in general. Um, so it's like, I, I'm getting like a couple new clients on the social media side, which is exciting, but it's also like, they're not <laughs> like, I'm not the, the income generated is not quite enough to hire like, a, like a, like a full-time person another full-time person but it's still um but it's still great like growth but like it's so it's at this weird like phase where I can't do everything like myself but I can't really hire someone else to take care of those responsibilities too so it and it was actually a really good lesson in like valuing myself because I this is going to sound like crazy to anyone else but me but like I have one client who she was one of my first clients. So I kind of like grandfathered in like a price for her. And she just asks me to do all this like extra stuff for her all the time, like film my reels and like edit my videos and like all this stuff. And, you know, like I don't really ever charge her more. So like basically she's been getting like an $850 discount every month for the past like year and a half. And that's, and I did the math. I was like, I missed out on like $14,000 of like, for like that I could be having right now you know and I was like wow so I just um so I was really kind of struggling with like how to like you know what to do about that and and I so I emailed her and I told her like okay like I'm happy to keep you know you can pay me my my normal price my normal fee or you know we can keep where we are but you have to like start paying me for the extra things that you asked me to do which is a completely like fair thing to ask for but when you have your own business and you don't have any like when you're the boss, it's like, it, it's scary to like ask for fairness sometimes because you just want to keep the business. Like you want to keep that Absolutely. client because you built it and you know, you don't want to lose what you've built. So it was, it's really a lesson in like, you know, valuing myself and being like, no, this is what I am worth. And you, I need to pay people need to pay me what I'm worth. Um, so you know, so that was just kind of like a, an internal battle and, and I've been getting people and now I'm kind of like at capacity for like things that I can do. So I'm having to like hire an outsource, which is cool and exciting. Also very scary, but also, um, it's like, it, it makes saying no easier too, because people can be like, Oh, you know, can you, can I hire you to do my social media? And it's like, okay, yeah. And here's like the full price. I'm not giving anybody discounts anymore. And if you don't want to, if you don't want me, if that's too much, like that's okay. Cause I have plenty to do. Um, so it makes saying no easier and makes saying yes, more exciting because then I know that I can start building my team or growing the business in a healthier way. Yeah, absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head as a business owner, you have to make decisions that are very challenging at times because you want to benefit you, but ultimately you're trying to benefit your client and it's, it's give and take. And, um, especially in this industry nowadays, like, like, how do you even put a price to a lot of that content and how do you explain that? And how do you justify that to your client? Like, Oh, well, this is extra. Well, this is, you know, this is price to it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very competitive field too. It is. And it's kind of like still like the wild, wild west a little bit. Like I yes. said, no real like structure. You know, structure or boundaries to it. So, you know, I I charge based on like time and then 
like if you want me to do a photo shoot for you i'll do it but like you have to pay for it mm -hmm. so like it's time and um and you know perceived value like i think i i have i'm not like fair i price fairly but mm -hmm. i think it sometimes sounds like a lot to someone who can afford to do it which is to say someone who's in their 50s right to hire for me for their business and they're like because they have no understanding of what it is so they're like why am I paying, why would I spend that much money on, you know, social media? But it's kind of like your own, like, it's like PR. It's like, you know, a film studio. It's like yeah. a graphic designer. Like you're getting kind of all of these things um, kind of just on like a smaller scale. So it, it is weird to price, but, um, but you know, so going along with like your projects and everything, are there any projects that you've, like, can you highlight any projects that you've done that you feel like you were most proud of or that were most successful? Yeah. You know, I think the things that I've, I'm most proud of have been the things that I did for myself because, and what I mean is like, so I, you know, I, at the agency, the real estate agency that I mentioned, we did, um, they sell like, like, you know, million like mansions, like right in Beverly Hills, like they're very high end. And we, they needed to sell this house. And so we did like a photo shoot, like a video shoot, like kind of like a sexy, like video shoot of this like couple in this house, like to sell the house. And it went, you know, we advertise it on social media, like whatever. And it went, ended up going viral on, on like these like real estate, like blogs which was really cool. And it was just like the biggest kind of like, um, you know, like success I had really ever had. And it wasn't like financial success. It was just like, wow, like my stuff is like out there. It's really cool. Um, but comparing that to the things that I've done, you know, for my own brand. So like I wrote um, like an opinion column in the LA times, just about like Kyle, like about like my relationship, I like writing about relationships. And that was so much more meaningful to me than working, having, yeah, having a success for another company. Yeah. You know, so like, even if it wasn't like at scale, like at scale, like quite as big, that it's, those are the things I'm proudest of. So like with my website, Hamptons to Hollywood, my blog, I, I got to partner with BMW one summer, like in the Hamptons. That is so cool. And you, I got to they, they like loan me a car for the weekend just like drive around and like be oh crazy <laughs> and and so like those are the things that I'm most proud of because it's like I have nothing behind me like backing this crazy like whim I had to like partner with BMW it's not like I have a company behind me that I'm like reaching out on behalf of it's just like yeah. hey can you give me a car so I can write about it like you know like and so it's and and obviously I don't do it's like a very you know professional way of pitching and like, you know, um, pitching on the story and the, and the partnership and everything. But, um, but those are the things that I'm proudest of because they're, because they're all, you know, from. Yeah. Me. Personal growth. I feel like that's the message throughout this conversation. I just feel <laughs> that there's a lot of things that you learn about yourself in your journey in, you know, from really from when you're born, but especially from when you're you know, educating yourself and in college and then entering the real world and figuring out what it is that you love to do, what you're good at, what motivates you and just continuing and mm -hmm. figuring out. And it's all about continuing to grow. But 
I know you mentioned in your bio that you had won the lifestyle blogger of the year by TripAdvisor. So congratulations yeah. on that. What can you tell us about that one? Oh, that's so funny. I know, I know when you, in my bio, I was like, I don't really, I haven't like won any awards. So those are like the only things that I have to my name. That's yeah. That's so really uh, cool. I love that. Yeah, it was um, TripAdvisor. They, I don't even, I didn't even like, like, campaign for it they just yeah. it happened in 2015 and 2017 um and they just named me yeah like the lifestyle blogger for the, your yeah. column in the paper or for yeah, it was for Hampton okay yeah so um because at the time I was really focused on like creating a lot of like I was kind of being like neighborhood got like city guides of in the Hamptons and in LA. So like where to go if you're in like West Hollywood or Santa Monica or I love stuff like Hampton that. Or, yeah. That's how I plan all my trips. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have plenty of links for it to give you. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's, so yeah, it was cool. It was definitely like, I was like, oh, this is so cool, you know? Well, congratulations on that. Again, that's really awesome. So what are some of the driven factors that motivate you every day? So I know we've been talking about, you know, you have some tough days and you have some days that you're really proud of the work that you put out and what is, what drives you behind those? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think I'm just probably a bit unhealthily addicted to achievement and like and success. And I think there's a probably a part of me, like I said, that's, it's come from like an unhealthy place. And I'm not sure, you know, why that is, but I'm very restless. Like when I compare myself to my friends, not compare myself, but when I look at my friends, like they don't have as much like ambition as I do, mm -hmm. some of them. And it's like, why am I doing, why am I working so hard, you know? And I think that there's just a lot of things that like I want. So I guess it's, I'm like figuring this question out as I'm answering it, but I think it's like, you know, like I would love to buy a house like soon, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I have to save for a down payment for that. So it's kind of like, I look at, I take like the big goal and then I look at the steps I need to get to that big goal. And then, so then, okay. So if I need a big down payment, I need to like take on like three more clients for the year, right? So I can afford to have the down payment. Um, you know, I want to start a family one day and that is money. So like, yeah. I'm, I just, I want to have like a really nice cushion of like savings that I can do all of these things. And I just want to live like a really like abundant life, you know, where I can go and travel. And like, I went to Italy last year, which was so amazing. And like, so I think those things, I think just kind of creating the life that I have always envisioned myself having is, is the driver is the thing. Um, and I think it's also like, I want to be able to afford those things by doing what I love at the same time. So it's like, you know, I'm kind of building this like social media business or branch of my business out so I can focus eventually just on the writing branch. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I want to have like a nice like influx of like where the, the money's coming from and having, you know, my, like my team kind of help just so I can focus on like the strategy and the big picture and then kind of like doing the writing. So, um, so that's kind of like the goal. So that's, that's what I want. I agree and completely understand like everything you said, but I don't believe it's unhealthy. I feel like that is healthy and normal to have that much ambition and continue to look for achievement. I 
everyone wants to figure out what it is that they want and how to get to that. And I agree. I think most people probably want, yeah. they want to, they envision what they want for themselves and they want to work toward that, whether that's a beautiful home, whether that's their family, whether that's a gorgeous BMW. So I, I completely <laughs> agree with that. And I understand that, but I know I struggle a lot with yeah. perfectionism myself in that I'm always trying to do things, but do them like per, like as best as I can or like better than somebody else. <laughs> I know. And yeah, it's like, and like, it's so funny. Cause like, as I've gotten older, I realized that like perfectionism, like is so unattainable. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, like obviously I'm, I don't want like typos and like something I write or something like that, <laughs> but, um, but like, you know, I, I, cause I kind of struggled with that too. And I kind of thought like, I don't think perfectionism is always like the goal. I think the goal is to like do it. Yeah. And then because you know, I guess in my case, something as subjective as writing, like not, no one, not every person is going to like it. Just, that's just the nature of what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just need to do it really for myself. Like, and then that will just have to be good enough, you know? And I think, you know, to the unhealthy thing, I think it's just, yeah, maybe you're right. I just, I think it's just important to not let the ambition get in the way of like living in the moment, like being present, like I said. Yeah. So to wrap this up, I feel like you've said a lot of very insightful things and pieces of advice that would be, that are extremely beneficial to anybody, but especially our DeSales community and students. But if there's like one overall message or one grand piece of advice that you could give to everyone listening and that's relating to your career and your field and just where you are today, what would it be? Wow. You know, I think (laughs) so. I'm sorry. It was a very (laughs) dramatic question. No, it's good. I think, um, I think it is being, it's all about like being fearless right? Like, I know we talked about about this a bit, about taking yes. risks, but I just think that, you know, you're never going to get what you want or really, I think the whole point of life is to like, figure out like who you are, like not fit in, like the opposite of fitting in, like be like yourself, like find yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the only way that you can do that is, and so I have like a lot of clients who were like, okay, just make me on Instagram, like one of the girls on Selling Sunset. Like that's like what they, like real estate agents want me. I'm like, that's not what you should, that's not the goal. You know what I mean? Like you really have to just find what works for you and what you're passionate about. And it's important to take risks and be fearless and do all of the, all all this crazy stuff to find it at, you know? So, you know, move across the country. Like I really think people should, you know, like, like live somewhere else, you know, for a a few months, like a short period of time, because I think it really just changes. It takes out of your comfort zone and like all of the, all that's kind of the goal, like go outside your comfort zone. I think like Mm -hmm. all the books that I write are just about stepping outside your comfort zone and all this stuff. So I think just step outside your comfort zone to find out who you are and then, um, and then you can come back to wherever you want to go and, and then, take all of that in and use it in your life to, you know, be your best self. It's like, be yourself and live that. What is it? What's the sales? Um, oh, be yourself, be you, be that well. Yep. Yeah. 
I think I'm I didn't even try and do that. That's going to be the caption of this whole video. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has truly been a pleasure. Thank you, Kyle, for joining me today and sharing all your stories and your experiences with everyone. And if anyone would like to reach out to you, I will have your LinkedIn um, linked to the caption. And cool. if there's any other contact information you would like me to provide, I can do that as well, like your website or yeah. um, your email, everything. So again, thank you everyone for listening. And please remember to subscribe to the Beyond the Tassel channel on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to your podcast. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you so much. Thank you once again for tuning in to today's episode of Beyond the Tassel. It is our honor to present the success stories of our DeSales alumni via podcast. If you are a DeSales alumni and would like to be a guest on the show, you can contact melanie.balone at desales.edu. And if you are currently a DeSales student and would like to connect with an alumni in your field, you can contact kathy.kraus at desales.edu. Until next time, Bulldogs.